ask questions. In order to get answers, no matter who we're talking to, we have to ask questions. A lot of times we just assume, right? We make our own assumptions on what we think another person wants to do or what they're thinking, or we make assumptions on the reasons why something is going on. To, ask, to get answers, we have to ask questions. So a lot of times in the beginning of a conversation, you always want to be sure to ask well-crafted questions. Not just any question will do. Welcome to the Empowered Parent Podcast with Renee. Being a teenager is hard. Being a parent of a teenager can be even harder. Each episode, we deliver tips, tools, tricks, and stories to help you feel empowered, confident, and energized as the parent of a teenager. Teenagers want to be happy. Sometimes they just need a little help along the way. Now, here's your host, Renee Sinning. Renee is a certified life, leadership, and success coach for teenagers and their parents. She's also a mom of three young adults and an experienced high school educator of 18 years. Renee is well-versed in everything teen. Now, without any further ado, here's Renee. Hey there, it's Renee Sinning, teen life coach and parent partner. In this episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast, we are going to talk about day four of the Better Connection with your teen challenge. And in this episode, we're going to talk about ways that you can have a better conversation with your teenager. We've already gone through the first three days of the challenge. This is more of ways that you can make that happen. Remember that a real conversation, it's an invitation where you're inviting the other person to be open with you, to reveal him or herself and to tell you what, who they are or what they want. There's a quote by David White that says just that. A real conversation always contains an invitation. You are inviting the other person to reveal himself or herself to you to tell you who they are or what they want. And so that's really powerful as we talk about having those better conversations to build those deeper connection with your teenager. Good conversation, it's going to flow freely. It's going to be a give and a take. You're going to feel comfortable and at ease, or at least put the other person at ease, even when it's a tough conversation. So what we're going to talk about today are six basic conversation skills that you can use to master and practice as you continue to build or and or rebuild that better connection with your teenager. So working on these six skills, it is a work in progress. We aren't born with these amazing conversation skills. So this is going to help you to improve the quality of your conversations to build deeper relationships with your teenagers and really anyone that you apply these to and to help you you to leave a good impression on people that you meet. Okay, so here we go. Number one, ask questions. In order to get answers, no matter who we're talking to, we have to ask questions. A lot of times we just assume, right? We make our own assumptions on what we think another person wants to do or what they're thinking, or we make assumptions on the reasons why something is going on. To, ask, to get answers, we have to ask questions. So a lot of times in the beginning of a conversation, you always want to be sure to ask well-crafted questions. Not just any question will do. So when you're talking with your teenager, and again, a lot of this has to do with intention. And are we talking about you having a con conversation with your teenager or are you looking to just communicate and get better, you know, get answers? So closed-ended questions usually only have one answer, a yes or a no. 
So the conversation generally ends there. And again, that's kind of a lot of what we do when we're communicating. Where are you going? Who are you going to be with? Do you know what time you're going to be home? It's like a, a question, an answer, and that's the end of it. And so that's a closed-ended question. But when we're building those deeper connections or having more intense, important conversations, we want to ask more open-ended questions. Open-ended questions, they're going to provide fuel for the conversation so that it can evolve and move forward. Try setting up your question in a way that there's more than one answer. So, for example, with your teenager, what do you think will happen when whatever, X, Y, Z? Anytime you leave these open-ended questions, it leaves the door for all kinds of possibilities. What's going on with TikTok these days? Hey, what's the latest TikTok challenge or craze? Open-ended questions are really powerful in learning exactly what your teenager is going through, learning exactly how they're feeling, and what their dreams or passions are. You're not going to get those with yes-no answers. You've got to dig a little deeper. Number two, listen to their responses. Pay attention to what your teenager says and hear what they're not saying. Yes, I'm asking you to read between the lines. But especially with truly or really intense conversations, we want to also try to hear what they're not saying. And this takes work because sometimes as a parent, having some of those deeper conversations with their teenager, you might not like what they're saying. You might not necessarily want to hear what they're saying. You might not agree with their point of view, but we still want to listen to their responses. A lot of times we have so much chatter going on in our heads that we get distracted from what the other person is saying. We might be thinking about our to-do list. We might be thinking about what you're going to say or how you're going to respond. If you're at a restaurant, you might be thinking about when the waiter's going to bring your next meal. So we have to shut off that mental clatter You want to let your teenager know that you're listening to them. Use appropriate facial expressions. Make eye contact with them. Don't be all fidgety. Nod. Occasional nodding. That lets them know that, hey, I hear what you're saying. So really that intentional listening to their responses. A lot of times teenagers feel like parents don't hear them or understand them. So intentionally listening is really important in letting them know that you hear them. Super valuable in building those deeper relationships and a better connection with your teen. Number three, respond. Respond to them with a relevant comment. Sometimes when we're having conversations with our teenager, especially if the subject matter is something you personally may not be that comfortable with, we tend to make a witty or a wise comment. Try to be funny, break the ice problem with that is sometimes it works, right? But sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes that's going to make the conversation go off track and lose momentum. So try to make sure that the comment that you're making is relevant. And you kind of want to read read what's going on with them too before you make a wise or witty comment. You want to relax and let go of any pre-agenda that you might have had. So really, that listening can lead to a relevant comment. Be present and relaxed. Your words are going to come a lot easier when you are present and relaxed. It's fine to pause and stop for a minute and think before you make a comment. And you could even say, if you don't know what to say, hmm, I never thought of it that way. Or I I don't know, I need to think of that. I'm going to come back to that later. Let me ponder that and I'm going to come back to that later. 
So you want to make sure that your comment is relative, relevant, sorry, to the comment or the um, conversation at hand. Make sure your response is relevant to the conversation at hand. Fourth thing you can do way, this is the fourth way that you can have a better connection with your teenager and build a better conversation is to share a little bit about yourself, right? Share a little bit about yourself. Get over any self-consciousness you might have, any fear of rejection. When you're talking with your teenager, when we share stories from our own childhood, they usually think it's pretty cool. A lot of times we'll say, oh my gosh, you're so weird. That was really, you did that? Or that's so nerdy. We would never do that these days. And that's okay. But you're sharing a piece of yourself and it gives them something to connect to. Just be careful when you share, because maybe you're telling a story about something that is a similar situation to what they're going through. Make sure that you don't compare your situation to theirs or minimize their current challenges. You more want to share with empathy so that they can see that you get it. You understand them. I hear what you're saying. I've been there. I know my situation was a little bit different, but I, I, I really understand and I know what you're talking about. Number five, keep your phone in your pocket or your purse. Nothing's worse than trying to have a conversation with someone who's constantly looking down at their phone. That practice actually has a name and it is called thubbing. It's rude and it is also a conversation killer. And I think we've probably all been guilty of and on the receiving end of thubbing here and there. Either we had our head in the phone or someone we were talking to was on their phone and it can be really distracting. Right. It, it can take away from the conversation. It's basically telling the person, eh, you're important, but you're not that important because what's on my phone is just a little bit more important. So be careful when you're having those deep seated conversations. I would put your phone upside down, put it away, turn it off, you know, try to really be present in the moment with your teenager. And finally, number six is create a safe space for the other person to share. You want to leave judgment and criticism criticism at the door. We can ask good questions. We want to listen to their answers. We want to respond appropriately. Share enough so that your teenager gets to see that you're a real person, not just mom or dad. It helps them see past some of those mom-dad barriers that are sometimes there. So if you can share just enough that they can see you as a real person, it helps them to open up because they'll be like, oh, maybe they really do get it. Maybe they really do understand where I'm going through. You want to give your teenager some part of you to connect to, right? Because a lot of times with that parent-teen relationship, there is a little bit of a disconnect. So when we share stories or share like information about ourselves, that can give them a little something to connect to, even if just for a moment or a few. The most beneficial conversations you have with your teenager and really with anyone are going to leave everybody feeling like they got something out of it. it you want to feel like you received as much as or more than you gave. Those are the conversations that are really powerful. You leave them feeling really fulfilled and just like, wow, that was amazing. We really connected and I think they heard and I, I hear what they're saying and they're really powerful conversations. So again, conversations, having having difficult conversations, it doesn't always have to be intimidating. Even if they're tough, intense subjects, it's simply an exchange of shared information. 
just takes a little bit of practice, right? Especially if you don't have that relationship with your teenager right now, which is okay. It's never too early or too late to build and rebuild relationships. The other day I did a podcast on having a really blunt, open sex talk with your teenager, which for some people, it's going to be really uncomfortable. All the more reason to build those better relationships with your teenager. If you're having that talk, if you've already listened to that podcast or you haven't had it, you want to make sure you go into that conversation with intention and being present and being open and approachable and whatever, however that looks for you. Okay, if you haven't done the challenge yet, then you don't have the workbook. So the link to the challenge, which is sitting on my website, is below. If you are following along with the challenge and you have the workbook, day four on how to have better conversations has a few questions, but some of the things you're going to ask yourself are, and you can do this on your own, think back over the last 48 hours, approximately what percentage of time did you ask your teenager closed-ended questions, yes, no, where kind of the conversation ends there? And approximately what percentage of time did you ask open-ended questions, which are those deeper, more thought-provoking, which lead to more conversation? And then ask yourself, do you feel like you need to be asking more open-ended questions? And then the workbook has you doing some other things where you go through and you're going to summarize the six basic conversation skills on your own and kind of rank yourself. Number one is needs work. Number 10 is I'm already there. And it's just really some self-reflection on kind of where you're at right now, how you're showing up to those deeper conversations and connection with your teenager and what you need to work on. And you go from there. And so that is it for day four of the Better Connection Challenge. Again, click the link to get actually the workbook and all of the videos that go along with the challenge, along with a few bonuses that will not be on the podcast. You have to go through the challenge to get that. But it is free. It's a five-day challenge. You get 10 days of access. And so you can watch it over and over again. And really, this relationship with your teenager is one that is worth the work. And that's it for this episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. I will see you next time.